So I just felt the need to double down or or clarify on something that we talked about last week when it comes to J. Cole. I mean, maybe I've had a change of thought about it, or I think I've just kind of evolved in my way of thinking. But right. I, I, I spoke on it last week, but I just want to emphasize, he, you know, I do think that he kind of wasted the opportunity, which goes back to what I was saying two weeks ago about not everything you have, you, you create needs to be released. I think that he felt attacked and he responded, but I don't think he, the whole song had to be about um, her. I think some of it also could have been, I was talking with some of my, my Howard friends about this, about what he could have done better. He acknowledged that he didn't know what the issues were and that he doesn't read. And then he could have turned it on himself and talked more about, you know, how he feels like he could do more, what he feels like he could be doing. Here's some of the issues that I feel like I don't know about that. I could learn more about that. This person that she does know about everybody and the kind of the stuff he said in the tweet afterward, like go follow her and all like that. Cause she knows like he could have put that in the song. Um, but I do want to emphasize that I, I his point about, <coughs> how we have to be gentle with each other. I I really do believe in that. I don't think that you, you, the timing wasn't right because it seemed like he was, you know, telling a black woman what to do mm-hmm. um, with that alone in the song. But the point of with each other, we do have to be gentle. I really believe that not necessarily. And I mean, with just with each other, us as black people, um, <laughs> anybody else who, may not understand what's going on right now that's not my concern but us as a people i think we have to take into account all of our trauma that we all didn't start at the same place that you know we would we are really are a disenfranchised people taken from our native country cut off from our history our ancestry our our culture and so if if somebody has more information than somebody else in our community i think you do have to be gentle in the way that you uh, um, that you give that information up and you can't get frustrated because a fellow black person doesn't know what you know. Right. I, I think I, I get frustrated when people don't take the time to do the Google, the Googles, because I feel like it's easy for you to just give, you know, your opinion and mm-hmm. call it a fact rather than actually going to another search engine and using the Internet, which you use daily to, right. you know, spit the right information. Um, I feel as if... Gotta read. When he said he didn't yeah. read, that's where he lost. And that's where and that's where I got frustrated. I feel like I got frustrated because I felt that it was just... It, it was it was too much de- directed towards her, and I felt like it was just a wrong timing for it, mm. you know? Um, I do under, I do agree with you when it, when it comes to... We have to, do be, we have to be gentle with one another because we didn't all come from the same place. But it's just the timing of it and the approach of the song, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's not the time for that. I feel like right yeah. now is a precious time that we have in our society to make a difference and to not give distractions off of what's really going on, you know? Because the more we're distracted, the more cases we forget about and people we forget about and things of that nature. Right. Um, like we we discussed in person about you know sports coming back, the more we have distractions about like you know little things like that, we're mm-hmm. getting away from the issues that are at hand. Attention is diverted, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna say or, sorry though, but <laughs> well, um, let's divert some focus to the podcast. Let's start the show. I've been- I've been working all night, now I need to hear you call my name Where you at? On the way, how far? On the way, poppin', poppin' on the way How far we take it all the way, yeah, 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 yeah I've been going all day and now I need to hear you Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast Where we give it to you straight In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on your way to get a haircut from the barber, but not at the barber shop. No, I won't tell you my undisclosed location, but just know these lines are looking right. You can listen to this podcast <laughs> on the way to schedule your new personal training session because according to Governor Murphy, state of New Jersey, finally, 
fitness centers can allow personal training by appointment only. Oh, but according to Jesus, <laughs> let me tell you what he said. The he said, lock really it got, down. <laughs> the gyms really got, so, the, got, the, got the last opening of the lockdown, Joe. That's good. The gyms and schools and museums, because, you know, it's difficult. I still don't know how they're going to do this school thing in the fall, but shout out to all the, the the high school graduates, the college graduates. Shout out to all of you, the class of 2020. You guys yes. are really something special, man. Yes. You guys yes, did it. Yes. You made it. Yeah. Got a couple. Shout out to all my graduates that I know you know who you are. I love you much. Congratulations. Congrats, yeah. Uh, Congrats, yeah. It's only the beginning. Yeah. Amen. But either way, anyway, this is the On the Way podcast. Black Queen, yes. Sylvie Jones. How are you? Blessed to be alive, um, yes. to be healthy and happy in this space. Yes. yes. Um, we are rounding out the end of this month of June, which surprisingly felt like it, it this shortest month ever it to did, me right right i don't know if Jesus, it was just really me look forward to june june went by pretty quick i was like i gotta pay my phone bill again yeah i think it's like uh, it, i ain't gonna lie 2020 has been it hasn't been great Mm-mm. but i feel like it's maybe because we have been in the house i'm like dad we're already mm-hmm. in june i remember january mm-hmm. but i feel like 2021 is gonna make the summer go by really really quick and it's like wait a minute we already only have two more months of summer left well we'll see you know i feel like because we were inside so long it felt like the longest year ever and it wasn't even halfway through the year yet um but since i have been able to just get some fresh air outside while still practicing social distancing um it's been amazing to me um, I'm just been feeling real, real blessed, trying to keep my spirits and hopes up and, and hopes high, um, despite what's going on, um, and and all these new cases of people who you're finding out that's that's getting murdered, and who have been right. murdered, um, like the Elijah McLean story um, about the young man, the 19 year old, who was oh, murdered by police, pretty much. Um, restrained, restrained and murdered. I really don't even want to go into the details of his death, but it's really bad. Restrained and murdered by police. This case, this this story happened last year, and now got resurfaced. Um, and then amongst others, there's another story about a young um, special needs kid who was restrained by a behavioral teacher. His last words were, "I can't breathe," and it's just like I feel like to a lot of people that that's just like a tune to them like that's a song like they they love hearing i can't breathe and it really just they ignore it you know oh you, um, oh, you think to some of the races it's kind of like a like oh, oh uh-huh. yeah swan um, song mm-hmm. it empowers so, them right so mm-hmm. it's just it, it just been real upsetting to me um i've been trying to keep my my hopes up high because a lot of times when you do get too consumed about what's going on in the media and things of that nature, and it can really take a toll on your mental health. So I've been trying to keep myself positive despite what's going on and still fight it for the cause. Um, and yeah, how are you, Khalil? I, wow. Wow. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I hear all that. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, let me start light. Let me see. I started watching this show on HBO Max. That's been on Adult Swim for Mad Long called Rick and Morty. <laughs> that mad people, mad people be capping for this show. Like adults. I thought you were going to say some brand new show. He said Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, it was Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, like that show capping. been out for years. It has, it has. But I was just like, I got HBO Max now. And the thing is, I, it was always on Hulu, but I don't know why. Something about the Max just made me want to start there. Cha. And um, after one week, I'm already on season two. It was it's really funny. It is. I know you'd hell. like it. <laughs> you watched it. You watch it. I've seen it um, here and there. I don't watch it consistently, but I've seen it here yeah. and there. It's not a bad show at all. It's really funny. Um, I'm pl- I started playing The Last of Us on PS4, the first one that was remastered for PS4, because The Last of Us Part 2 came out on Friday. Now, and I heard a- that that, that, sh- that game is, like, emotional. Yeah, it, well, it's a zombie game. Okay. Um. It's not my fave, but so far it's good. I, I, but I really don't like I don't like shit jumping out at me from corners on on. I don't like stuff just people hopping out. Maybe I had to do one time. My dad he he gave me a good whooping. He scared me. I came downstairs. He hopped out you from behind what? the door. <laughs> you know, 
I don't. It's just mm-mm. not PTSD from a whooping child. Yeah. Oh, he only had to do it one. I think only got one or two from him. You know, he made it count, and that that was that. Speaking That's of fathers, you have happy belated Father's Day to the dads. It was um had a family Zoom with mine and my siblings. It was really cool. That's nice. It was great to see you and Waldy and Sean on uh, on Friday in the flesh at our little shindig. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, these niggas do not believe in social distancing, though. But oh, please. These niggas are crazy. But I- so far, I ain't caught nothing, so it's okay. Um, I've got the pictures to prove it. Y'all are shoulder to shoulder, mask nowhere to be found, and I am six feet apart away. Okay. That go- was so. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know also... what? You wrap wrap this check in up. Um. You've been talking too long. Wrap this. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also the catalyst for me to get go out and get, for me to go out and get a grill. That's exactly what I needed. It's summertime now. Started with the ribs and the turkey burgers and the burgers. On I, it's it don't stop. On Sunday I grilled a pizza. I made a homemade pizza and then I put. It on I the grill. saw. I was, I was really like, check good. this fucking grill master out. You just grilling yeah, everything. Man. Ice cream next. Um, just yeah, grilling. Uh, yeah. You ice cream next. That's right. My neighbor's finna be jealous. But that's for them. For us, let's get into the weekly playlist. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly, where we release it every Wednesday. This week we've got City On Lock by City Girls. The Album by Tayana Taylor. The Smartest by T. Grizzly and Bigger Love by John Legend. All right. So this week for my first album, I had the Miami duo consisting of Young Miami and JT, the City Girls with City on Lock. This is their second studio album. Um, I believe I reviewed act. I, re- I believe I reviewed their first studio album back in 2018, Girl Code. Yes. And if I didn't, then I surely did on my own because. Okay, oof. okay, okay. <laughs> I don't quite remember that one, but. But. Uh, City Girls are highly known in Miami. Um, I first heard of them with their song um, Act Up back in November of 2018. Um, they also had the song Twerk featuring Cardi B. And they um, are sampled in Drake's In My Feelings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the City Girls themselves themselves are signed to Quality Control, which you guys know are the popular label in Atlanta. Um, and they are the hottest in the bee's knees. They only have one other mixtape, which is Period, which came out in May of 2018. And other than that, they just have a whole bunch of singles and features. With this album, you have features from Doja Cat, Yo Gotti, Lil Durk, and ATL's hottest rapper at the moment, Lil Baby. Lil Baby. What I really love about the City Girls is their confidence and their consistency. Um, their music is almost always about women empowerment, being wealthy, uh, uh and and not having any time for and not having not giving the time to people to, for people to play with you, period, at all. A few songs that I enjoyed were "Enough" slash "Better," which was the first, um, the first single on the album. "Pussy Talk" featuring Doja Cat, mainly because <laughs> JT goes, "Boy, boy, this pussy talk English, Spanish, and French." I just, thought, <laughs> I just. I just, you know, <laughs> I just. Ah, <laughs> uh, bilingual. Come on now. It's uh, bilingual. Flewed out featuring Lil Baby. <laughs> uh, but I really, really, really enjoyed Jobs. Uh, uh, I don't work Jobs, bitch, I ain't a job. You don't like it, take a hike, pay me for a sucker slop. I'm a rich ass bitch with an attitude. Pipe it down for I whoop you like your mama do. This week for my first album, I had The Album by Tayana Taylor. This her this is her sixth project and third studio album while signed to Good Music. She's got features on here from Rick Ross, Erica Badu, Quavo, Kehlani, Missy Elliott, and Future, uh, DeVito, Big Sean, 
King Combs, Miss Lauren Hill, and her daughter Junie and husband Iman. She also has production on here from DJ Camper, Cardiac, AO and Keys, Murder Beats, Mike Dean, Timbaland, and of course Kanye West. I'm a big fan of her voice and will easily add her to the Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan, Michelle Williams, Fantasia, Faith Evans, Dorinda Clark, Cole, Rasp, Run Forest, Run Voice mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. But in the past, her albums always stopped short of being bomb to me, but they always just stopped like real short. But this 23 song packed album has solidified her R&B status, in my opinion, and taken her over the edge. This album was amazing and filled with all of the sounds that I love to make a song or R&B album. Um, From the electric pianos to the synths to the deep bass, the beats, the background harmonies, the runs for days. The album had it all. There were so many dope tracks that it was really hard to choose one song to go with. But um, let's just dive in. I mean, we can start with the daggone intro that starts with Iman asking Tiana to marry him and then goes into the live 911 call right after he helped Tiana deliver their daughter, Junie, on the bathroom floor. Legendary. Oh, it was surreal. It was really surreal. Um, to hear that but it automatically drew you in before any singing that just drew you into the album um the next track come back to me was so boss uh it featured (laughs) (laughs) if ever since rick ross's album last year port of miami um four i think it was port p4 yeah um um ever since port of miami four uh, where he featured her and Nipsey on Rich Nigga Lifestyle. I've been wanting another Ross and Tayana collab. Um, so that was perfect. The current single, Wake Up Love, is dope featuring Iman. Hello, after, my favorite. Yeah. Um, after hear, But after hearing each of the next three songs, I thought that they were each my favorite until I heard the next one. Low Key featuring Erica Badu, Badu came on. Oh, the track. And... When Erica came on the track, she took it somewhere else. And then after that, there was 1-800-1-NIGHT. And the simplicity and the chord progression and the vocals and the harmony was everything. But then, Boomin' came on featuring Missy and Future, which I was sure was my favorite song, especially after I saw it was produced by... Timbaland, which you can clearly hear. You know when Timbaland does the voice mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's out of like a little I don't know. Out of like a little demon. <laughs> you can hear the the Timbaland the stuff that he used the stuff that he used to do on Aaliyah's records. Um, he was adding those sound effects. It was great to hear him and Missy back on a song together. Um, I thought that that was it until I looked up the credits and then I saw one Robert Kelly was also credited. And I said, oh, I was hoping that this was an old song from back when I first heard them collaborate on Cruel Summer back in 2012 when they sampled, or they somehow like sampled him and he wasn't sending him voice recordings from at the down at the jailhouse. Um, but the list goes on and on. 69, Wrong Bitch, Shoot It Up, featuring Big Sean, Lose Each Other, and Still were both some deep songs. But the one that I'm gonna go with this week is Concrete. Don't know why every time that like talking Concrete, concrete, concrete.
You'll hear what I'm talking about. I know. I already know. I really mm-hmm. wish Def Jam would care more about Tiana Taylor and promote her album. And right. give her the flowers yeah, she deserves. They just but, didn't pr- you know. they, we found out it was coming out the week it came out. Like 48 hours. <clears throat> Come on. Y'all stay shitting oh. on my girl. But you know what? It's all right. She's going to still come up on top. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Album art, everything. Beautiful. Everything. This week, I had the third mixtape from Detroit's own T Grizzly titled The Smartest. After being released in prison in October 2016, he released his first single, First Day Out, on YouTube. That is when I first heard of T Grizzly. Um, also through LeBron James, because he had him on his IG story. And I was just like, who is this spitting? Mm. Um, that gained over like two million two million views in less than three weeks. Um, and actually led him to signing a deal with 300 Entertainment and Atlantic Records in 2017. Uh, his debut album, Activated, also peaked at number 10 on Billboard Top 200 in 2018. Um, I first listened to him when his, uh, his first mixtape, My Moment, came out with First Day Out. And I was just like, yo... He got something. What I really, really, really like love about T Grizzly is, is his talent, hands down. To me, he's not one of those popcorn rappers who can pop up with a song that's decorated in ad libs um, or rhyming the same word with each other mixed with like mumble rap, you know, because that seems like it's easy. It's a fad nowadays and it's quick, you know, it grabs people's attention. But those are the type of rappers that they can't freestyle on the spot. And I feel like. The whole the whole freestyle itself gets like loosely thrown around because a lot of people don't do that and it's supposed to be off the top. And right. a lot of artists nowadays I'm noticing are mm-hmm. are lacking with that and actually don't even do it at all. Right. Um, except for like some artists just such as T Grizzly who can do that. But I also admire his appreciation um, for his struggle. But at the same time, he reminds um, his listeners that his work is never really done. You know, his upbringing and his mistakes and things like that have taught him um, to just look at life a little bit differently. And it, it honestly, you know, really, really, really just shows with his art. Um, off top, my favorite song on this mixtape is I Apologize featuring, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Um, one of the lines of my favorite is, uh, I can't make this shit up, y'all hear it. I can't make that shit y'all hear from Drake and them. The people that relate to me do not relate to, t- to Taylor Swift. So I apologize for coming to the studio and seeing dollar signs instead of see- instead of being real with y'all, like how I'm traumatized. Last shit I dropped was some industry songs I thought was gonna be lit. Now I know if I keep doing that, I ain't gonna be sick. I tried it. I can't make that shit y'all hear from Drake and them. The people that relate to me do not relate to Taylor Swift. Uh-uh. So I apologize for coming to the studio and seeing dollar signs. Instead of being real with y'all like how I'm traumatized. The shit that happened to JB hit me so hard it made my mama cry. Speaking to my mama, yeah, she still got a lot of time. Lost my great granny, we knew she was almost out of time. I ain't cut them niggas off for nothing, they was out of line. Niggas rappers to the feds have them singing like top dollar signs. Hey, I ain't no rapper, I'm a artist, ain't in and out of jail, so I gotta be the smartest, plus I'm seasoned like Laurie's, put the guns down for my passion, now I'm a target, had to pick the guns back up in case they start sparking, real peace, I'm trying to get closer to it, I can't find that money, I really, really, really admire that, and the whole song in general, I also love Trenches featuring Big Sean, COVID featuring Lil Baby, I told you he's one of ATL's hottest rappers right now, he is everywhere, um, mm. and I also love that beat, and Double Standards, mm. This week for my second album, I have Bigger Love, the sixth studio album by John Legend. All I can say is that my man never disappoints, and he is an R&B king. You heard me. I've been following his album since his release in 2004, and except for his last release in 2016, he's never hit me with a dud. He can cross many genres really well, but he does R&B just as original as and creative as anybody else. I love how I don't know if you ever seen him live. Live, he is his voice is just like the record, and sometimes that is that's perfect. It sounds like you can sing along, and it's still great. And he got an awesome control. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I love how he takes something old and updates it for today, like his first track, "Ula," which takes that you know the um, shabab shabab. 
that sample and he automatically 2020s it. Actions is another favorite where he bodies a sample and talks about how sometimes love songs can be meaningless without any action behind it. Love that take. I love One Life, uh, the title track, Bigger Love, You Move, I Move, featuring Janae Aiko, which is a great ballad. And I really like the partnership that they formed over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, fav- yeah, yeah. Favorite place definitely, belong- definitely belongs on the My Boo and I playlist. And I really like the collab between John Legend and Gary Clark Jr. Uh, wild. I love a chance to stand for a black cowboy anthem, man. Do your research. Black cowboys were real. But my favorite as of now is I do. You do too. Both John and Tayana released this week, and it reminded me of when they were both signed to Good Music um, and the collab that they both did on Cruel Summer Bliss. I went back and revisited that, too. But, yeah, this was a really great release week. It was. This week for our honorable mentions, we had Florida Jit by Smoke Perp, The Imperfect Storm by Wale, and the singles Lockdown by Anderson Park, Never Gonna Break My Faith by Rita Franklin, Perfect Way to Die by Alicia Keys, and Black Parade by Beyonce. First up, Ja Rule. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, why? So, <laughs> so a Mr. few days Jeff- ago. Mr. Jeffrey, why, Mr. Jeffrey? Cha, so a few days ago, um, I was on Twitter, and this video of Ja Rule um, promoting a Greek restaurant. That shit was wild. He said, Opa, Opa. Speaking, (laughs) saying Papa Cristo's got the best motherfucking gyros you ever fucking ate in your life. Shit is so good. Um, yeah. So, anyways, green screen background while while wearing an iHeart Grease T-shirt. That was the best part for me. No, no, no. Well, it was even better than that when he was like, "You can't even pronounce the food. It's so goddamn good." Like he he couldn't pronounce gyros. All right. So he was basically (laughs) had. A promotion um, for a pizza shop, and it confused a lot of people because people were just like, "Does Jaro want people to roast him? Like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be? I don't know." But he knew that because it was from coming from him, that it was going to go viral, and it did. Um, the video actually got three million views. Mm. And he actually revealed that it's part of a new TBS reality show called Celebrity Show Off, where the stars compete with each other to get the most YouTube views. Um, So not only did he get this mom and pop uh, spot in L.A. a lot of publicity, but he also knew what it would do and the kind of exposure that him on his platform can bring to it. 
Um, and then, of course, 50 Cent got a, a part of that. But, I mean, you know about that. But anyways, honestly, it, it, it was a good... It was a good comedic relief for me because I felt like, Jaro, what the hell? You always in these situations um, that we just we just shake our head and we just we still with you, brother. But just we feel like you have to be with us too and really. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, and know and know when you know things are a good idea and when it's a bad. Honestly, when I first saw the video, I thought it was real funny and it had no content clues. So I was just like, there's something else behind this. Um, but a good way for promotion and a way to promote the new show that's coming out. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I just <laughs> it felt like it felt like uh it felt like um from Friday, from um Friday after next when Uncle Willie was trying to promote his his um these ribs so good make you want to slap your mama mm-hmm. kind of commercial, mm-hmm. but just in real life. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like. Pretty much. Oh, oh pretty I'm much. Right. And I wasn't mad at it. What else is going on this week, Khalil? Well, this week, um, so at our little shindig on Friday, the only other person who was as interested to watch this battle with me on versus was you, Sylvie, and I'm mm. so glad that it caught your attention too. Um, I mean, I was gonna watch it, you know. We watched the yeah, we watched the John Legend and Alicia Keys verses, which I thought was really cool because each of them were playing live and backing each other up on the keys. Um, and then we found out John, we found out a lot of things. So I mean, I just want to recap real quick because of the verses, this is the first time I think they split it. And then on like Apple TV, they got like the verse, the the the, the viewership was kind of low on Instagram. It was only like a hundred thousand something. Mm-hmm. But on Apple TV, it was like 600,000 something because people could watch it bigger, you know, on home style, on the television as to on their as opposed to being on their phone. I didn't know. But um, the song like, I, yo, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast. I'm a huge fan. And he I can't imagine how many other people had this mindset before. They were really just like shit on john legend like oh he doesn't have a chance not against alicia case she's gonna wash him she's gonna i'm like wait a minute i just told y'all how i felt about john legend like since 2004 and i feel like wait okay let's can let's just review some of this from it don't get me wrong love alicia keys but i think this was a fairly matched battle this is pretty i didn't really consider it a battle it was like a celebration. Yeah, it was a celebration because it was on Juneteenth. It was more of a celebration to me rather than like a battle of. But you still, know, these. Songs. But still, each of their songs are on par with each other. Like it's not like you mm-hmm. hear one and be like, uh, "He don't have it." Yeah. Like, nah. Okay, so we started out learning. Alicia Keys. She started with the song "Ghetto Story" Chapter Two. I remember that. But then we started. John Legend started out with "Everything Is Everything." Because he told us how he played the keys on Everything is Everything. I was today years old when I found that out. Today years old. I didn't I had no idea. I had no idea. Um He pulled up selfish against Alicia Keys' underdog. I don't remember that underdog. Karma versus used to love you. That's the perfect matchup. I think that's a perfect mm-hmm. matchup. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to see to see who wins off of that one. Uh, Gangsta Lovin' from Alicia Keys and Eve versus So High. Okay. Love that. Right, right. My Boo versus Ordinary People. Dang. I'm not I a mean, My Boo fan. Really? I'm, I I really was never I that. I don't know about you. No. About this Child. If I could have avoided that song in 2004, <laughs> I would have. But it was everywhere. People Ugh. loved it. People loved Ugh. it. I think it was because she was fresh. Off, they were fresh off of the confessions and the mm-hmm. diary of Alicia Keys high, and then they made a song together. That's mm-hmm. why. Do you remember when it first came out? They was like, Beyonce's on it, too. I don't remember all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I used to try to down. That was my downloading days on LimeWire. That was all the rage. Oh. Empire State of Mind Part, Mind Part 2 versus They Say. They Say? Come on. But I also love Alicia Keys' version of um, version of Empire State, Teenage Love Affair versus Heaven. He- com- uh, I could we could do. I'm gonna stop at ten. Unthinkable versus Another Again. Most people say Unthinkable. I love Another Again. 
Um, I, I thought John Legend, both his first and his second albums were amazing. I think for me, it was the it was lip syncing in the camera and the dance moves from both of them. That's when <laughs> that I was, was like, kinda... okay, child, we can't. Okay. <laughs> One or the other. Y'all are either going to play these out, play these songs, which I feel like they should have played what they, yeah. Or you're just going to let it play. And I don't know, right. the dance moves and then the survive. I don't need the karaoke. Right. But, I you know, I, I get it. They had to do something, you know. They were both there. So right. I get it, but yeah. I could have done without. But they, it, it, there were two legendary artists who I feel like they were better collab than gone against one another. And like you mentioned before, they should do a tour. This tour should have been happen. Mm-hmm. This tour should have been happen. Um, yeah, that's a money maker. And then they played some songs with each. They backed each other up, played with each other, mm-hmm. debuted new music at the end. It was really cool. It was, it was really a little cool. bit too long to me, but um, <laughs> I get what that. it was. It was a little bit too long, and I feel like it. Another reason why I don't feel like it was a battle is because it he happened did on Juneteenth. No, whoa, yes, and but no, because he did. They both dropped like no known popular songs early. Like mm. ordinary people, I feel like that should have been something that he wrapped it up with. Save that for later. He was mm-hmm. like, nah. No. He was like, Y'all gonna get glory. <laughs> and it's like, okay. This should have been wrapped up. Alicia Keys' voice is getting a little hoarse, and we need All to wrap right. this up. And <laughs> on the way, listeners. <laughs> what? That baby's what? voice was getting hoarse. <laughs> On the way, listeners, what are your favorite John Legend and Alicia Keys songs? Let us know what you think and tweet us at On The Way We're Working It Go. And we'll be right back. And we'll be right back. We're back, and it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. It's just me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? The blackness. Keep the keep on. Here we talk about the world, i.e. black political and social issues, as we see them through our point of view. What's going on this week, Kalil? So... I just want to talk about this messed up primary this messed up primary that happened in Kentucky yesterday where so the setup is that's where Mitch McConnell is the senator from Kentucky. I talked about it a little bit last week and he's the one who blocked everything that Obama wanted to do. He's the one who leads the um he's the head of the Senate because he's the Republican um uh, he's he's the majority head in the Republican side of the Senate, and the Republicans have the power. Therefore, he helps to dictate all the laws and everything that gets passed that either supports the president, that policies that really aren't in favor of black people, of us, of minorities, that really just favor the rich and mostly um, white people. So the thing is he has two candidates right now who could take his seat in the primary who are Democrats. One was Amy McGrath, and she was somebody who was um, – she's a um, – uh, she's part of the LBG, LGBTQ community. She is. Uh, she was in the military. She was a fighter pilot. She's running for Senate. She was able to raise a lot of money and create a huge donor list and really great to get the attention of the establishment uh, Democrats like Chuck Schumer, the people who are really in power in the Congress right now to help her out. And then um, the pandemic hit and then George Floyd was murdered and we had these protests and then Kentucky representative state representative Charles Booker um, he's a black guy talked about him last week uh, he started getting vocal and he put his hat he put his um his hand his name in the hat for running for the um, running for senator he started to pick up a lot of steam he really he's been in the streets during the protests Amy hasn't um he's really been a favorite the 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 chuck schumer and them they really just kind of want to narrow it down to one candidate they're really not for him but they don't really have a choice because the people are coming down to it i'm not sure what the results came down to tonight between who was elected but here's the problem and this is something that um ava duvernay tweeted last week and i mean tweeted earlier this week 
She said Kentucky has used COVID-19, and this is a fact, as mm-hmm. an excuse to slash polling places for Tuesday's vital primary defeat, um, primary to defeat Mitch McConnell. There were 3,500 polling places. Mm. Now there are 200. Exactly. How do you go from 3,500 to 200? Specifically in Jefferson County, where half the black voter, where half the um, the voters are black, where the majority of the black population live, they have one polling place for 610,000 people. I just think I said I was. This is how they. This is how they're, they're going to steal the election. This is how the GOP plans on stealing the election. I don't understand how they can get away with this kind of thing, and but they like be the first ones to support locking people up for petty crimes. Mm-hmm. But the, the, they they can get away with completely suppressing a whole state, county's, sec, uh, region, districts vote. Um, and I mean, this country is just becoming beyond absurd to me, beyond absurd. Um, it is. And, and also the fact is that like, we really can never really catch a break. Um, like I said before, like, I really love my skin. I love being black, but the world doesn't always love black people. Nah. In situations like this where you're stopping people from actually voting, only assuming that you know who they're going to vote for mm-hmm. and pre- and preventing them for that for that right that they got the right to, it's just ridiculous to me. Right. And he knows who they're going to vote for. That The problem with um, the issues that Republicans know that they have with voting is that the, the reason they have to suppress people's votes is because they know that if they really allow the majority of the country to freely vote, that the majority of the country doesn't feel the way that they feel um, and they'll easily get voted out. So they have all these different methods between uh, um, um, suppressing your vote through redistricting, um, through gerrymandering, through all these different ways to isolate you and then suppress your vote. And I don't understand. I just need to know in in times like this, who checks their power when the majority of them are in power who checks their power? Where are the House Democrats? Where are the Sen- where are the Senate Democrats on this issue? I know they don't have the majority, but where are they? Where is the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, who's going who's has plays a huge part in the Democratic side of um, of the election? What's going on? I just need somebody to speak up so they don't just get away with this. Right. So, yeah. Ours is coming up um, July seventh. Yeah, I believe I was like, it's a Tuesday in July. I already got the ballot in the mail. And that's what that's when I'm really grateful to live in places like this, like like blue states. Unfortunately, where we have to be separated, where you don't have to where the governor or the person in charge of elections is already thinking about how to make it easily accessible to the people and not thinking about in places like Georgia, like how to not make it accessible, how to keep the mail in ballots. I didn't even have to ask for the ballot. It was already in the mail. You know, right. Like clockwork this week for my queen spotlight. I have a list of beautiful queens. We're going to start off with this year. Well, 2021's nominees for the Hollywood star walk of fame. Mm. Um, in the category of television, we have Marla Gibbs. Oh. Okay. For those of you who don't know who Marla Gibbs is, she ain't no place like home child. Yes, on two two seven, the Jeffersons. Um, that one of my favorite episodes of Martin, actually, when she was uh, Miss Penny, um, the housekeeper oh, for a second. Miss Penny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, um, also Jennifer Lewis in the same category. Jennifer Lewis deserves deserves. Um, in the category of recording, we have Salt and Pepper. And also one of our faves, Missy Elliott. Wow. Right. Duh. So congratulations. Um, not sure exactly the date of the ceremony at this time, because of course, because of what's going on, the pandemic and COVID, 
but they are for sure getting their star their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So shout out to you, beautiful queens. Um, my my other queen spotlight shout out is to the Beyonce um, for doing a Black Parade route on Juneteenth on her website. Um, she stated, "Happy Juneteenth! Being black is your activism. Black excellence is a form of protest. Black joy is your right." Um, Black Parade benefits B's B Goods Black Business Impact Fund, administered by the National Urban League to support Black-owned businesses in need. Now, here's the thing. So, why I got confused between the actual song Black Parade and didn't know that that was an actual song and the actual Black Parade is because I thought she meant the Black Parade was the businesses that she listed on her website because she listed a bunch of Black-owned businesses in online that you can shop for. In in um in music, in art, in 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 fashion, there is a bunch. A lot of people that I saw from IG. So I thought that was her version of Black Parade, not thinking about the actual song she came out with called Black Parade. So mm-hmm. I was talking about that Black Parade, um, and shouting out the businesses that when I saw the the their um on social media some of them that I've known for, they were shocked and surprised. Like, Beyonce knows about me and my business? Like, what? You, this is just... Amazing. Um, and there's so mm. many to choose from. Um, like I said, with art, with fashion, with music, with literature. Um, so, yes. Shout out to you, beautiful queens, and congratulations. Mm. Yeah. Song was spectacular. Ugh to listen to it on the way listeners how have you contributed to any black businesses this week tweet us at on the way weekly and let us know what you think we're gonna go and we'll be right black i don't need nobody else oh you got me on the way yearning for your loving baby i need that every day because you know this ain't made for for nobody but you, you, you don't need nobody else, is you trying to see me later, sending pictures from my phone and flooding up your day with face, cause I don't be waiting for, for nobody but you, it's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, Everything will change. The question is, growing up or decaying? So, I admire this quote by Nikki Giovanni. Um, I believe that, yes, change happens regardless it's about which direction that it goes. Um, that goes for self. As you get older, day by day, what are you doing to improve? Or are you just staying stagnant? Or are you just decreasing and just wilting away? Um, because you're just living life without any purpose or any why, you know, and you're not motivated enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also look at this as like a plant. A lot of people over this time of the pandemic have become like plant parents and they've, you know, some people who've, who've been and some people who just got introduced to it. Um, so for those who've been introduced or have known when a plant grows, you know, how you take care of it is how it would, would blossom and sprout. If you do not provide that certain type of love that that plant needs in particular, in, in, in particular, then it can wilt off and, and die. You know, so I believe, like this quote said, every little thing in life will change. It depends on which direction it's going. Word, very true. Yeah, I don't really have much to say during about this. You know, I pretty <laughs> much believe it during this pandemic. Uh, I'm really starting to notice the good habits that I started to plant during this time start to take root, and they just become they've become habitual and now i can start to see the the results which is great you know something changed and i think i'm on the the right side of it not the decaying side of it and that can go as for anybody else who's who's 
either has you know started to notice habits that they maybe need to shed need to let go of i'm sure i got a couple of those too but for the most part everything's on the up and up that's amazing well if you're looking for me you can find me on the instagram and the twitter at k-a-h-l-i-l-x-d-a-n-i-e-l on the facebook at facebook.com slash kxd music and on the title apple music spotify any digital streaming platform under Khalil Daniel. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, especially at Sylvie Jones, S-Y-L-V-E-E-J-O-N-E-S. You can also find me not really around a lot of people. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, still keeping my distance, but getting a lot of fresh air as much as possible. I, I honestly feel like I've gotten a few shades darker and I love it. Word. I love it. I love got to get outside. my skin tone Any, in this weather, in this season. You've got to get outside. Anybody who's really just cooped up in the house, I just want to say, you don't have to stay that, you know, locked locked down. Yes, but I know people who the people to the people who be driving around in the car with your mask on, you're killing yourself. You're oh killing yourself. You only need to wear the mask to keep you safe from other people or to keep other people safe from you when you're close to them i ain't no expert or nothing but i think if you're just driving by yourself you're cutting off your own oxygen supply and for everything else you heard this week you can find us on the instagram you can find us on the facebook at facebook.com slash instinct e-n-t-i-n-c and on our website at instinctent.com slash on the way. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a comment, rate, review, and let us know what you think of this show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wash your hands, wash your clothes, wash your hair. You just bathe. Oh, my God. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah. We stress, we grind one time, three times, two time, me time, we time, we love, three time, rewind, late night, be mine. Yeah, and you know that's for sure. I clear the schedule so you know that's a go. Okay, we stress, we grind one time, three times, two time, me time.